Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate through these hyper-sexualized times of ours and win, win at life. Just create a plan and execute on it so that you can build sexual integrity and become a beast in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, I love beast. And so in today's episode, Sammy and I go into the details of the future of pornography um, based on trends that are happening right now. Some stuff that I had speculated not too long ago are already in full swing and we're seeing that pornography is requiring more participation and that the consumers are becoming the creators. And so if you are a parent, this is a mandatory episode. If you're not a parent, but you care about living and breathing in this earth, then it's really important to see where our society is headed so that you can choose which side of history you are on. So let's get into it. The future of pornography. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Love, Life and Legacy. It's me, Sammy Uyama, together with my partner in crime. How you doing, good sir? Your partner in crime has a name, sir. And his name, sir, is Andrew Love the First. All right. And he's doing great. I would love for the rest of this podcast to refer to myself as he in the third person, if you don't mind. So um how is he doing today then? <laughs> <laughs> he's I, yeah. We we're on good terms. Me and he. All right, it's good to hear. So yeah. We're here for another episode, and this is actually one I'm, I've been eager to do because it's been something that I've been thinking about for a while and just doing over. And, and this is a good opportunity for Andrew, you and I, uh, excuse me, for um, Andrew and I, if he doesn't mind, to, <laughs> um, to, uh, to, to kind of go through it together and just like kind of figure out our thoughts and also sharing it with you guys it helps us figure out what is it that we're actually like trying to process with this. And, and what I've been thinking about is like the future of the porn industry and just knowing what's becoming popular now and, and the implications of that and, and what that means for the future. And it's just this topic that's just been going through my mind based on, you know, what I've been reading and, and what I, what I know from previously. And I was talking to Andrew, right? We're right before recording, we're talking about a little bit and some of it, you know, you've already known for a while. Some of it you're, you were hearing about for the first time and it's pretty alarming when you actually like get the words out and, and look at with plain sight, like what's going on. So that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. So Sammy was enlightening me about an entire platform that is emerging that I had no idea about. I could see that that's where porn is going, right? Um, but I didn't know that it was so well developed and how cleverly it was developed. And so we wanted to get into what this platform is, but we just didn't want it. The point is not the name of this platform because it won't be the last. Like if we said social media is a problem, it doesn't matter what if it's Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or Reddit. It's like, you know, they're all in the same genre of, of causing issues. So same with this platform. It's, it's a big one and it's growing, but there will be more. So it's just more the phenomena that's taking place. And so, yes, yes, that's the important thing. Cause like exactly you said, the, the platforms, platform, they come and go, but the phenomena behind it, you know, that you don't go backwards, right? You only develop more and more. And this yeah. is clearly the direction that porn's growing. 
And it's really interesting, the convergence of seeing it actually happening in, in real time versus this is something you've been talking about for a while, which is like a, the, what's like the, the self-production, like self-produced porn. How, how would you describe it? Well, uh, people were calling it porn 2.0, but it's basically, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, when the consumer becomes the creator, it's when you start to participate in the porn that you're watching. And so it's just kind of natural because it's hard to kind of differentiate between the screen life and your real life. And when you get caught up in the screen life, you might you kind of participate in it, right? Like when you play a video game, nobody likes watching video games. If that's all we knew, uh, about, you know, let the professionals play the video games and we just watch, then yeah, but uh, compared to playing video games, it's like it's a whole nother experience, right? And so that's that's what's happening with porn is people used to just watch it uh, and now they're creating it because of the, you know, technological advancements of fancy camera phones and fast Wi-Fi. So, but I didn't what? know, like, Sammy, before you told me, like, I... I I was, I'm, you kind of blindsided me with this information because I, I, I had no idea it was already this far. I was speaking in terms of like, wow, it's inevitable. But I was thinking like, you know, some long years amount of time down the line, not now. It's it, maybe, it's not the topic of this episode, but one part of what you just said, it's kind of stuck with me that I, I'm, I doesn't really make sense to me. So, but, um, maybe if it's short and common. So it's like, the idea that if if create the consumers become the creators, then it's like I, the implication of that. It's like they're watching porn. Then there's like it it cultivates the desire to create that kind of content, um, which I think that is one direction. But it, that's that part's a little different than what I've been recognizing. Um, people, the what I've been seeing is people have been producing their own like sexual content, um, but it's much more simply motivated. It's like, you know, there's a lot of financial incentives involved and that's, that seems to be what more, what I'm recognizing. But there's always something more to it than that. There's status, there's recognition, right? There's getting yeah, yeah, validation from yeah. peers. It's what is the social mm-hmm. currency of social media is likes. And, and this is the problem, right? Uh, mm-hmm. For everybody out there, I, you know, this is, I forgot what month it is. I almost said it's January. It's September. 20 <laughs> something. It's felt like that, hasn't it? <laughs> just September 22nd, I think. Uh, and recently I just watched The Social Dilemma, the documentary on Netflix. Not a huge fan of Netflix or documentaries because a lot of times they're just completely biased and tell you one side of the story. But this one I felt was compelling because it just hits on so many points about the damage that this social currency does to the human mind and heart and soul and how it like we can say it all day and almost the more that we say it, the more detached we it feels, right? When we're like, oh, you know, if you watch porn, you start to feel more isolated. I know that to be true and we've seen it across the board, but it's almost like it becomes a platitude the more that we say it. But then when you see the statistics of suicide rates going up, you see all this stuff, it becomes very real, right? And so what I'm saying with this, with this thing that you're talking about, this platform Money is a great, you know, enticing reason to keep going, but it's not, it's not the motivation. People at the end of the day just want other people to love them, right? And to give them acknowledgement and all this. And if you can make money at the same time, then fantastic. Cause it's not, it's not a media that encourages you to go out and kill puppies or something like that. It's 
much more personal, right? It's encouraging you to become very vulnerable and sell your vulnerability, right? Sell access to your your soul in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So there's more to it than just okay. than just money. There's always just like in social media, there's like um they're always trying to incentivize you to stick around. So this one, yeah, yeah money yeah. is a yeah, huge yeah. incentive, but it's not the reason. To me, to me. Makes sense. I, we're on the same page. I want to take a step back because we've been talking about like, okay, self-produced porn to porn 2.0. And, and I, I think for some people that either doesn't really have much context, doesn't make sense, or or it seems like really alarming and just like really sudden and sure. extreme, right? And so I want to like kind of bring some context to this whole thing. And, you know, typically porn, it's been, it's run by an industry and there's uh, gatekeepers to it where, you know, it's like there's a lot of equipment involved, studios, lighting, cameras, there's directors, there's film crew. And, you know, to get into porn, it's, uh, you had to go into the industry, right? And, and you had to deal with, if, you know, all the, the ups and downs that come along with it. It was just part of the work. And it's the same with everything, right? The book publishing was the same, movies was the same. Um, and in all areas, right, there's just been this trend to, to, to self-sufficiency. So like with, with YouTube, it's totally flipping Hollywood on its head. Not, not, not maybe not totally flipping on its head, but it's creating a whole paradigm, a new context or paradigm for, uh, entertainment and how that can get made. And people are finding they can do it in their own home with their phones even. And same with books. It's like, you know, if an editor didn't like your manuscript, then no one was ever going to read your book. Now you can publish it yourself on Kindle. And if it's a good book, people will buy it. And so the same thing's happening with porn. So rather than dealing with the industry itself, people are finding ways to create their own, I guess we call it pornography, but, but you know, their own content in ways that's focused on uh, sexuality. And there's platforms that allow you to market and sell that and develop a fan base and sustain yourself. And yeah. so the, and, and there's, in one way that I can imagine that a lot, that there would be people that would praise this. It's like, oh, it's like empowering. It's like providing self-sufficiency. And, um, you know, there, there's that as well. And so, and that's the direction that a lot of these things that, that this world of porn is going towards because it's just so much better as a, as a, a you could call a content creator where you can do it on your own. You get your own film crew even or, or your own camera person. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I imagine, you know, I don't know how the numbers work out, but I imagine cutting out a lot of the other people involved in production that the margins are better. So you, you take away more as, as the talent end of it. And this is, you know, there's a lot of things that lend itself to. Can we, um, can I ask you to clarify, since we're still kind of at the beginning here to say, you know, there is a platform that Sammy was telling me mm-hmm. about that I didn't know about, which is like Facebook of sorts. And what it does is it encourages individuals to upload sexual content of themselves into this platform. Uh, and if they get followers, followers can then subscribe and give them money. So the more people that follow them and give them money, the richer they are. And this is That's not like, like subscription model. Right, it's like okay. you have closed, you have closed con- uh, access uh, to content, oh, restricted really? access. So, yeah, so it's like if you want to get a- the behind-the-scenes access to content, then you have to subscribe on a monthly basis. And then, I mean, there's also like tipping and things like that. And 
And I'm sure like special, and you know, there's like special requests involved. It's like w- when you become a subscriber, then you can get access to the creator and um, communicate with them, make requests of things. Sure. Okay. So then this exists and, and it's not chump change either, right? You were talking about some figures and the, the amount of money that you can make apparently is astronomical in some cases. So um, right. we wanted so, to get into that as well, because when you hear this stuff, you have to understand why, why are people doing this, right? Why, why would anybody in the 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it would be unfathomable to, to know somebody who's in porn, right? Uh, and that especially they wouldn't be proud of it. If, if you found somebody like your, your cousin or something, it would be like this dark, this dark spot in your family's history that, oh my God, did you hear so-and-so is in porn? Oh, this terrible. Everybody would be hurt by that fact. Whereas what's happening here is it's like mainstreaming the idea of sexualizing yourself to the public, right? This is a mm-hmm. completely different mentality towards porn. That's what we're seeing here. This is one of the big factors is they're legitimizing sexuali- like sexualizing yourself at a profit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're seeing. And then we have to figure out, well, what are the components here? Why, why is this happening? First of all, why is this happening? Because it's not enough to say, oh, this is wrong. There's so many people that say, oh, this is wrong. People should stop. I'm like, okay, thanks, right? People should yeah. stop doing drugs. Okay, thanks. Yes, that's great. <laughs> why do people do drugs? What's the reward of doing drugs? And the same with this. Why are people uploading themselves having sex? You know, why are they doing this at, at a young age, right? So we want to get into the details of what, and then we'll, and then we'll go down this rabbit hole. So Sammy, give yeah, us some more details. It sure is a rabbit hole. It sure is a rabbit hole. I'm still wrapping my head around it. So it's like trying to tell a concise narrative of this is, is really challenging at this point. It's like, and so part, say the how, why, right? I, why so quickly? I, I, I think that's a good direction to go. So, you know, you, you've been talking about porn 2.0 for a while. And it's just the inevitable direction of pornography consumption is this kind of like direct contact with, between an audience and a creator. Sure. And, um, so, that's going to happen eventually, but I think why, and why so quickly is because in many ways, how 2020 has um, escalated the timeline on a lot of stuff. So imagine just the, the, you know, the situation that a lot of people find themselves in where you're an attractive 20 year old person and you suddenly are out of a job or it's really hard to find a job or your school's closed and you know, you need to do something to make money. So you're looking at what options are available. And suddenly you find uh, something where you can make a lot of money in a really short amount of time. And the only catch is that you have to willing be willing to be naked on camera, right? Yeah. And that and then seems you, so bad after you're de- if you're when you're desperate. Well, not even when you're desperate. I mean, not even desperate. Yeah. So the 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 lead up to this was okay. You have an over pornified culture where just everybody's watching porn, right? Young people are raised on this stuff. So it's just the normal part of mm-hmm. life. It's not, hey, do you watch porn? It's like, hey, what kind of porn do you watch? Right? There's mm-hmm. that. Compounded with the, you know, the peer pressure that starts in sometimes elementary school, for sure middle school, for sure, for sure, for sure high school. When a guy likes a girl, he won't reach out and grab her hand anymore. He'll, 
reach out for his phone and ask her for a picture of herself naked. There's mm-hmm. so much pressure on young ladies, especially, to give nude photos of themselves to people that they barely even know. Um, this isn't like a real big problem in, in high schools for sure. But like I said, in um, middle schools and elementary schools even. Yeah. So then you have and already even, this sense of pressure that that's what is expected of you. That's a part of your value is are you willing to put out in this way to make people happy, right? And then, yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned that, it's so if you've grown up the past four, five, six, seven, eight years of your life with that pressure, then it, it normalizes it. And then the, uh, it, then it just makes sense in that situation to, to at least try to make money off of that. Cause it's like, well, damn, I've been, I've been feeling the pressure to put out in the, in like, so to speak, these kind of Digitally photos put out, right? Yeah. To, you know, to satisfy this boy I like, but well, I can actually make a lot of money doing that. You know, I already have the photos anyway. And then you compound that with what you just told me, celebrity endorsement. So then you have child stars. Like this is always how it is, right? You said there's a, was she is a Disney star? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the, some of how this came on the radar for me was, uh, uh, it's one, one actress slash model, you know, slash singer slash songwriter. It seems like everyone in Hollywood is, is doing lots of things. They're, they're never just one thing, right? They're always yeah. like a, a producer slash singer songwriter slash models, you know, <laughs> anyway, one yeah, of those why not? Why not? who was, was popular on, uh, Disney, right? Just, you know, your normal Disney star in even Stevens or Boy Meets World or, any of those other Disney shows, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, she set like some. She set a record, like within 24 hours of signing up for this website, she earned this is a real number, a million dollars in commissions. She earned in her, her first 24 hours. Not even like a 24 hour period, but like she was never on. She never had a profile. She was never on this platform. She was like, "Oh, let me make an account. People find out about it," and. She brought in a million dollars in commissions in the first 24 hours and $2 million in less than a week. What you're doing is you're creating this, this perfect storm for like kind of like an of course response. Of course, like mm-hmm. my hero's doing it, right? And she's making a lot of money and she's like me. I, I want to be like her so it only makes sense. She's okay. She's not a bad person, right? She's empowered she knows what she's doing and she's doing it for the right reason. So it only makes sense that I do it too. Um, and when celebrities do it, I mean, that's why that's influencer marketing is, well, they're doing it and that makes sense. So I could do it too, right? That's, that's marketing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, you have all these ingredients. You have the just totally misinformation from porn and just inundated misinformation compounded with pressure to be a certain way online, compounded with the possibility of a whole lot of rewards financially, mixed in with everybody's doing it anyway. So if I don't do it, I'm missing out. Not even like, mm-hmm. I should, I shouldn't. I, it's like, I'm missing out if I don't do this because the momentum's kind mm-hmm. of going in this direction. So that's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's pretty hard from from a young person's perspective, especially during all this quarantine time, you know, there's so many mixed emotions that are not being dealt with. Of course, you want a lot of people to tell you that you're beautiful or handsome or whatever. You want that validation, right? Because you're stuck inside. 
It all it, it makes so much sense, right? Like I don't agree with it remotely. I think it's the worst possible thing you could do, but I understand it for sure. I understand why a young person would do this. That's that's the real danger of it. It's not like extremism that we should be watching out for, right? Maybe it's it's like that's exactly the that was the uh the danger of communism, if I remember correct, where where just like you looked at it on paper and it just made sense. Like why not? Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. And the same thing here. Same thing here. It's like, yeah, if you look at the context and all the ingredients, you put it together. It's like, yeah, well, of course, this is the way we're going. And it's not, the platform doesn't matter. It's just like the, it's an attitude, right? And a direction that, a cultural direction that we're moving towards. Yeah. And one, and I'm still trying to think about like, what are all the implications and what is exactly, not the implications, but like, what is impacting what? Because it seems like they go back and forth. Or like an energy charge where it's like they, it, it like cycles through and through and, and energizes itself more and more. It's like the, I think this kind of stuff really creates a casualizes, if that's where it casualizes nudity and sex. Right. Absolutely. And then so it becomes more normal to do. But then the more that, the more normalized it becomes and the more you do it, then of course, then naturally it becomes more casual even, even more. Right. And then the more something is objectified, then the more you, justify objectifying it and the more you you know so i don't it's like i don't know which come which came first actually yeah it's it's just the slow erosion of standards and values and expectations right if you expect that that's that's the best your best possible outcome i think our heart is naturally always scanning scenarios for what's the the most guaranteed way of getting love right now and that's a very natural thing and if and if you don't really have many options, um, then this is almost like a guarantee. You'll get some sort of validation and it will feel good for a little period of time. But what I'm observing is it seems like the price here is this. You give a little piece of your soul and your dignity every time you do this. I mean, you're not, these people who are watching you doing something very extremely intimate don't care about you. If you, if you, if you left the platform, they would look for somebody else. You're just another face. You're just fitting into their fantasy for a short period of time. So they don't care about you per se. They're not invested in your health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. So they're just, they're taking as much as you're willing to give. And it seems like people are giving more and more of themselves for less and less, right? Like, so before it's like you wouldn't really want people to, necessarily see you in a in a bathing suit so much like all, all over the internet unless you're like you know super attractive and you just wanted to show off for a little bit but the average person would kind of save pictures of themselves scantily clad for for only close friends and relatives right but that that became instagram right? <laughs> i don't that, know about the relevance part but <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, but, <laughs> if you look at no, the no, early no, days of a... Facebook, people weren't posting pictures of themselves in bikinis. You you can look, right, it's yeah. just like, you know, like a headshot or just like very, you know, common, common pictures. And then Instagram became such a visual, you know, platform mm. that it, it incentivized people to get more attention. And how are you going to get more attention than showing more skin? Right, in terms of a visual mm-hmm. thing or doing something great, jumping off a skyscraper or something like that. But uh, typically, yeah, what dominates Instagram is is very nearly naked women. 
for the yeah. most part, right? And then what's beyond that is just, yeah, full nudity and sex. But the rewards are the same. It's like the erosion of outcome because you don't get more the more you give, right? You can make millions of dollars off Instagram as well, just like you can make millions of dollars of this. So it's like the same reward externally, material reward, but you're giving more of your soul to get that. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like you're losing more to get the same amount. And that's where this is all taking us because imagine the more people that get on this platform, the harder it is going to be to make money off of it. So you're going to be doing the same amount of losing your dignity, but you're going to be making less money if you if you consider that an exchange, right? Another thing that I just thought of when you're talking about this is uh, the cross-pollinization, or, or I don't know what you call it, but the, cl- the cross-platforming uh, that you become less competitive in things like in other social media platforms, like Instagram or TikTok, right? It's a big one right now. And that, like, like you're talking about this, this social clout, that's like the real currency. Influence. <laughs> that word, influence. That's like what people are really looking for. And even if that's like, you know, you never had any um, goal to like a por- be a sex star, porn star, right? But you just wanted to be an Instagram star and have influence. And, and if that's your niche is like hotness and you just want to be like a hot person on Instagram and develop influence, you, it's like people are, are like, um, that's like the gateway of Instagram. And then people want more, right? So they're like, okay, yeah, this is where you put your bikini stuff, but where, where do you put like the real, the real juice, right? It's like middle school. It's like this middle school now. It's the same. You know, it doesn't stop actually where it's like if, uh, if you become unwilling to do the graphic stuff, the nude stuff, then people will look elsewhere and they'll lose interest. So you, you'll lose traction even on like the more mainstream platforms. I, 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 I recognize that happening. I think that's really the future direction it's going to go in. Okay, yeah. And you were suggesting that before. Was that a hypothetical or was that something that you read that more and more content creators outside of sex are being pressured by their fans to give them more sexy stuff. Yeah, no, that's real. So people are, okay, TikTok, that's what I was specifically was talking about. So TikTok, it's, it's more innocent still than, it, it's not so blatantly sexualized, right? Because it's, it's still geared towards teens, at least at the time of this recording. And so there are these like star, TikTok stars and, you know, posting 10 second dance clips or lip syncing things, right? And they're having, um, they're, they become super popular and they're having people post like, Hey, Hey, great stuff. Do you have an OnlyFans account? Do you have an OnlyFans account? And so like there's these famous TikTok, TikTok, TikTok stars. They had no idea what this is. Like OnlyFans, what's that? And like, um, then they look into it and like, Oh, wow, that's what that is. And then, you know, they kind of, it piques their curiosity. And so they dabble in it and then they get immediate traction because they've got, um, they've got, like foundation on this other platform, right? They've got a fan base already. So it kind of converts over to the more explicit stuff for the people who want that. And, you know, this is one example, one interview, and this is becoming more and more popular where uh, popular content producers, people are asking like, Hey, where's your OnlyFans? When are you going to make an OnlyFans? And so there's this like, it, it's, it's just like middle school, like you're saying, right? It's this, yeah. this pressure to, to, but it's, it's, it's more enticing than that because it's like in middle school, if you don't, you're just losing, 
right? Like there's the fear of losing something. But with this, there's also this huge plus side, right? So like there's the fear of like losing interest or traction with your fans and then going somewhere else. But there's also the huge, um, like crazy amount of money that can be earned. And that's like really tempting. Yeah, money. It's a tempter for sure. Yeah. And so all this is happening unbeknownst to so many parents, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I just, at this point, if you know about this Disney star, I mean, her parents must know about it. And it's very interesting. (laughs) Porn becomes much more egregious the further the distance you have between you and porn. So when you stop watching it, you're like, whoa, this stuff was really getting to me, right? But while you're in it, it just, Mm -hmm. it all just seems kind of relative. It's like, ah, it's not that bad, whatever, right? People are, in a sense, in a trance. Uh, and they just don't see, <laughs> they don't see it. They don't see it as clearly until they get out of it. And they're like, oh my God, because, you know, everything that I've read from people who are, who were in the porn industry, who left the industry, had a completely different perspective when they were out of it. When they were in it, when they were creating porn content, they had to find a way to justify it. Otherwise, they would have killed themselves or it would have just been unbearable, right? So they, mentally just have to find ways to make it okay. But as soon as they left, they started to see, wow, this is really messed up. I was really being abused. I was really being manipulated, right? And then if you have an entire generation of people who are then going into this, uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be when they come out of it because there's a clear end to it. People are not going to continue to make these self-generated porn contents when they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's just not going to happen, right? And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, well, maybe there'll be a niche for that. Yeah, maybe. But how's that working out on Instagram? How are the, how are the 65-year-old models doing on Instagram? You know, wrinkles are not appreciated on such superficial platforms, right? So same goes for mm-hmm. the porn industry. It does not favor the elderly. So what's going to happen mm-hmm. when you get chewed up and spat out of the other side of this? I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's soul crushing, right? And then if you have, it's, it was always in the margins. Porn was always in the margins. The people that were in porn, I bet you most people, probably everybody who's listening to this podcast doesn't know a single person who's been in a porn movie, right? But that's going to really change in the coming years that, a lot of people that you know will have been in self-made porn that's out there. And what that does to a person, good gravy. I don't even, I don't even want to think about it. You know, we're going to have to really deal with that when it comes. Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing. You know, one, another, another impact of this is that the whole narrative of porn and sex is going to be changing drastically because of this. You know, and we just published the interview that you did with Patrick Erlinson about the dirty, the dark side of the porn industry and its connection to human trafficking, right? Yeah. And the coercion that's involved in the porn industry and how, and, and people are discovering more and more how really dirty it is. And, and that's becoming a huge turnoff for them wanting to engage in that. And so things like even ethical porn is becoming a thing and people are looking for that. And, you know, what kind of, what, uh, it's such a tempting narrative to to go to go along with the idea of people creating their own content and how empowering it must be for these young artists or these women who 
don't have to deal with bullying of a director who pressures them to do a scene that, you know, they weren't expecting when they showed up on set. And, you know, they call their own shots and then they're, they're their own boss. And, uh, it's like a whole, it, it really, I can imagine it whitewashing or the, I don't know if that's the right word or bleaching, whatever word, making the whole world of, of sex production or porn production, making a look, a look a lot cleaner. Well, to be honest, it could. I mean, you, you never know. It's like in terms of the direct abuse from another person during the making of porn, that might reduce, right? If you get the directors out of there, right? But it will not get rid of the social pressures and the abuse that you will get online, right? Because as you can mm -hmm. tell, the studies of the, that they've done about porn is that porn is like 80% plus misogynistic. And so there will be so many com comments from the so-called fans of these, these self-producing content creators to do stuff that's degrading to them, to do stuff that they don't want to do. And they'll end up doing it out of pressure, especially when you have a lineup, an ever-growing lineup of people that you're comparing yourself to who are doing more and more risky stuff or crazy stuff to get attention, of course, that's going to incentivize more and more risky behavior. That's just how it is, right? Um, so you're going to, it's going to have the same result of people doing very regrettable things. And it's going to be largely men pressuring women. And it's not going to come in the form of a male director. You know, and Patrick, Patrick went into great detail about one such scenario on the set of a porn studio, right? Of a director doing some really crazy manipulative things to the, the female actress. But if you can imagine, the same thing is going to happen at scale from social pressure. It's already happening en masse in social media. Pressure to be somebody you're not. And that's creating a huge amount of stress and anxiety in the souls and hearts of people, right? But you compound that with the, these carnal desires of sex, it's going to be bananas. And I'm telling you, it's like, it's going to be men largely pressuring women, bullying women to do things that they don't want to do. But it's not, they won't go from, you know, stage one level, you know, risky behavior to stage 10 because they're pressured. It's this gradual erosion of their sense of value that will allow for them to do stuff that they never thought they would ever do. And they'll, in the, while they're producing it, they will justify it because they have to, because that's what we do. We die if we can't justify. But then afterwards, the thing is, what happens next? That's what I'm very curious. If this is already happening, and could you get into the stats about how many people are signing up for this platform? Because this is, again, it's not like this, we are, there's a mass migration towards this phenomenon. That's the crazy thing. So what, what are the stats? So, yeah, this thing has started booming because people are at home, right? And, and I guess it's getting, it, well, for whatever reason, it's getting traction. So it's getting traction. And so they've got, uh, as of what, July, I think they've tracked 200,000 new daily users and about seven to 8,000 new daily creators on this platform on so a daily basis. Uh, there's 200,000 people joining per day. As, or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's way different. I thought you meant that there's only 200,000 people that use it every day. But you're saying that there's an additional 200,000 people joining every single yeah. day. Yeah. Every single day. Like, so I, I think this, you, it's not like uh, an open 
thing. It's like, it's like you have to create a profile to get access and to be, to begin using this platform. Got it. Right. And so it's 200,000 new people joining every day plus 8,000 content creators. Yeah. 8,000 new people making their own porn. 8,000 newly minted porn actors and actresses every day. You have like those numbers mm-hmm. are insane. You know, every day somebody, a new, I don't know out of those 8,000, how many of them have made porn of themselves before and how many of them new, are new, but I'm guessing there's not a massive migration from established porn actresses and act, you know, like these people in many ways are already being forced and they have pimps or l- people lording over them, right? So it's not just like they're like entrepreneurs that can just have the freedom to create their own account. But there's there's a, a large number of these people are like, this this is their first time they're they're doing this kind of stuff. That's a massive number. That's a crazy number. Good God. And so I mean a good question is for everybody out there, as a let's say as a young person, what do you think about this? You know, how do you feel about looking to the left and looking to the right and seeing this migration of people your age uh going to this platform making porn of themselves it's really good to start thinking about generating an opinion or you know trying to form an opinion now and as parents what do you think because it's never it's it's never good enough to just react that reaction doesn't help anybody if you freak out if you run around saying the world's on fire it's not I mean, clearly this is messed up, but then what? What do what 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 do we do about this? I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions, right, Sammy? Like, we don't really know that. Do you have access to the demographics? No, I mean, I I don't. There's a lot about this I don't. There's stuff I've read, and then a lot of speculation as well. Yeah, I I, still a lot. Don't know, and (laughs) what to do about it. Gosh, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, I, I think more so than ever, the sex, that's like really what the focus is. It's not enough to just poo-poo porn as an industry, right? That's all, it needs to get exposed for sure. Um, but people's relationship with sex and, and what the role that sex is meant to play in our lives, that's something that people are not clear on. So yeah. I, I just, I, that's the thing I feel the, 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 the burn to really champion. And help people realize that, because like once you get clear on that, then the pieces start to fall to line up, right? It begins to make sense. What, I don't know, what what path should I go down, rather than trying to address each piece individually? It, this is this is the trend. This is this is the thing that we all saw kind of see it heading in this direction. We're going there. It's happening right now. And then the point is, it, a lot of it goes back to what Patrick Erlinson was saying: is that you know, trafficking comes down to, if you could distill it to two main factors, it's entitlement and it's vulnerability. So for vulnerability, it's people get into trafficking when when they're not being protected. And I would say very similarly, you know, with something like this, if a young person has no connection with their parents and they can't see their conscience is asleep because They've strangleholded it with porn and they just don't have access to reason and long-term perspectives because they're not having these deep conversations with their parents then, then it, it makes it easier for them to just react and, and follow the herd, right? And But also entitlement is these 
look and listen to that ratio. Eight thousand new content creators a day are being are joining this platform, and two hundred thousand people who want to see them and their creation. So that's entitlement. Two hundred thousand people a day who feel entitled to seeing somebody naked, even though you don't know why somebody is creating this content. Are they suffering and they just really need a hug, but they're willing to settle for showing themselves doing these crazy sexual acts? Right. So. Entitlement and vulnerability are two huge factors in this. And that's something that we can contribute to for sure. Just as like an immediate proactive step, can we talk to our kids, if you have kids, on a regular basis and let them know that they're amazing and powerful and that they don't need anybody else's validation, that they are already, you know, like let them experience God's love. And if you are a young person, to to understand where do you get your validation and your value and and look for organic sources and also how entitled do you feel when it comes to sex to look at these things right those are immediate mm-hmm. steps that we can take cuz it's people usually want to like destroy the machine right let's kill this website let's destroy it as though that's going to solve the problem the problem is people are disconnected from their value right and they're willing to get mm-hmm such a diluted version of love as, you know, somebody giving you five bucks for showing them everything, you know, that's really Mm -hmm. meant to be reserved for somebody who's committed to loving you eternally. They're willing to give it to some creep who gives them five bucks. Like, uh, let's just help each other out, (laughs) you know, because we can't stop this machine. The machine's there. And if you kill that machine, another machine's going to come. It's more, how do we help people experience the love of God? Very well put. So I guess that's uh that's it. Thank you for joining me and Andrew down our 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 brain picking. We're in a lot of ways figuring this out ourselves. So uh, this was an exercise for us to clarify our own opinions and thoughts on this, and, and we hope it was clarifying for you as well. And this is definitely something we'll continue talking about. You know, we're just scratching the surface, and um, we're really eager to hear from you if you have any ideas or insights. So feel free to reach out. Contact us, let us know what you think. And um, yeah, let's love each other up. (laughs) What a great message to end on. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. We want to hear your thoughts. We want you to help inform our opinions too, because I'm sure many of you have already considered this. So we love hearing from you. Contact us. Go to our website. Figure out how to contact us and we will get back to you. Okay, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, everybody. Andrew Love here for one last announcement, and that is I encourage you to join our newsletter. We don't spam people. We give you the goods. We give you good quality information once a week in your email. And so we send out newsletters probably Saturdays mid-morning on average, and these are filled with blogs, the latest content, Everything you need to know in order to get through your week with high noon light. So let us light up your inbox. Join our newsletter by going to highnoon.org. It's all right there. It's super easy. We won't spam you. We just want to let you stay connected to this high noon providence. So go to highnoon.org and sign up for our newsletter.